Welcome back to another edition of Excerpts from Aesthetical Sermons, the premier venue for appreciating, celebrating, and indulging in the voluminous works of Joris Plank. For those joining us for the first time, Joris uh, once held the role of chief zealot for the Congregation of Aesthetical Philosophy. And uh, during his tenure, he produced a mountain of work, including sermons, treatises, and uh, other pseudo-poetical ecstasies that rocked the philosophical world. It's uh, safe to say that philosophy was never the same after Juris chewed it up and spat it out. <clears throat> Last week, uh, we heard part one of an early work, a... Sermon on Strolling, and we continue this week with a passage from the same sermon, although quite removed from the first thesis. Whereas in the first clip heard, uh, he argued for and against venturing out into public. This second excerpt raises important questions on the politics of walking in groups. He relates a story that, uh, well, as you'll hear, animates how fascism can overtake peoples and inform their society, which for the time he was writing would have terrified his congregates. Let's see if he terrifies you. Uh, now for part two on Joris Plank's Sermon on Strolling. I have of late partaken in a procession of playfully costumed and coiffured paradas, who on occasion flat my street in a monsoon of pageantry and vociferations. Their language is incomprehensible, but that has not stopped me from joining their rank and file. Though to be sure, my reasons for joining are vague. Despite having processed with them some three dozen times, their unwillingness to accept me has not waned. The children accost me with insult, and the elders appear annoyed. But not once have I been asked to leave, and so I remain glued to their number as it runs its way through lovely stands of animated aspen and beech. When we reach a common area, some rest the rockier patches, while others the grassy sprawls, where their fill is eaten and their heads butted ceremoniously. When I attempt to lecture them on economical markets, they call me a traitor and blasphemer. When I read them poetry, I am lampooned. This I cannot say for sure, as I understand not a word they speak, but I know they think it. Still, though my presence remains anathema, I continue to join them whenever they pass, 
and it is always hours later that I discover myself in a town or region completely foreign to me, disappointed and delirious. Well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, listening to this again just now, I'm pretty sure those aren't people he's walking with. You know, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure my initial analysis is a bit off. I mean, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this isn't about fascism, but about goats. Uh, are those goats he's walking with? You know, I, I feel I must apologize for misleading you all into uh, thinking this story was some kind of political critique. Well, one can never be too sure with Joris. Uh, maybe he is talking about goat politics. In fact, uh, let me just check my notes. Yeah, it's a, it's a subject he's addressed before elsewhere if I'm not mistaken, so, uh, yes, goat politics. Since I'm not much of an expert in that field, uh, I probably shouldn't say too much on it, at the risk of sounding uninformed. Uh, next week uh, is a return to safer territory, as we'll hear a passage from one of his uh, many sermons on aesthetics. So, uh, until then, in the words of the chief zealot, Drink nectar and go penniless into the crowd. Mm -hmm.